Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. My name is Jessie Fritz and I am your host over here. So today I am so, so, so excited for my podcast guest who is Graciela Razor and she is a human design expert. I have become super obsessed with human design over the last few months and I knew that I wanted to have someone on the podcast to better explain what even is human design and why is it important for everyone. Those with chronic illness, and without it. So there are five different human design types, manifestors, manifesting generators, generators, projectors, and reflectors. Graciela takes us through each type and how you can tap into your healing journey using your type. Before we hop into today's episode, head on over to mybodygraph.com and figure out what your type is if you don't already know so that you can tap into your type during this episode. Again, that's mybodygraph.com and I'll have the link in the show notes as well. At the end of the episode, Graciela actually reads my human design chart specifically so that you can see what a reading is like and find out some very personal things about me and my personality. For reference, I'm a generator with a 3-5 profile and sacral authority for those of you who are really into human design, but we don't get into all the crazy nitty gritty, but we do talk a lot about just some like personal struggles I've had and the parts of my personality that really shine through. So I absolutely loved having Graciela on the podcast and I cannot wait for you to listen in. Once you've listened, head on over to Instagram and tag us. All the links are in the show notes as always so that we can chat about it more. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. And I think that human design has been like just so liberating for me in my healing journey and just in my life journey. So I can't wait for you guys to hear about it. So let's jump in. I have a question for you before we dive into the episode today. Are your chronic health issues interfering with your happiness or are they preventing you from achieving any of your goals? I decided to take back my life from chronic illness and start living my dreams. And as you all know, therapy has been a huge part of that for me. Because of therapy, I have been able to work through some deep emotional and mental healing that has gotten me to where I am today. That's why I'm so, so, so excited to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. My husband recently started using this service, and we've been loving the fully remote option for professional counseling. BetterHelp is an affordable option for online therapy where you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with your therapist. There will be a special offer for all chronically healing listeners to get 10% off your first month of therapy by going to betterhelp.com healing. That's better H-E-L-P slash healing. I will have that link for you guys in the show notes. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's podcast. Now let's jump into the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. Today, I have Graciela on the podcast. Welcome to the show. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I am super pumped to talk to you today. We're actually going to talk about something that I recently became very obsessed with. I was literally just telling you this offline, but um, I recently got really into understanding human design for myself and my own type and my husband's type and just like diving into it as much as I could understand on my own. Just like it's this whole huge world of such interesting things about your personality, about the way that you function in, in the world. And I'm so excited to talk to you about it today. So why don't we jump into it? Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and then we can talk about what even is human design? Sure. 
And I love that you had that experience with human design because I had the same thing. And I think a lot of people do too. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hopeful that if people are listening and they have no idea what human design is, they'll kind of feel the same thing, but you really get a light bulb moment with it where it's just like, whoa, this feels so aligned. Like, where has this information been my entire life? Um, So I'm just excited that you had that experience with it. Yeah. Um, But to break it down, human design is the study of the aura. And so every person has an energetic body. Of course, you have your physical body, but then you have your energetic body that surrounds you by about six feet. Um, And what human design does is it kind of tells us information about our unique energy bodies and then provides a roadmap on how you can use yours uh, to create more flow in your life. Mm. And it's, um, it's a relatively new study. Um, it's kind of a mix of astrology, um, the Kabbalah system, the chakra system, the I Ching. Um, and it just brings all these things together to create something that's so special and to give you a birth chart that just, there's nothing like it. Each chart is totally unique. Um, And so that's where I come in. Mm -hmm. I help people read their birth chart. Um, I'm a human design reader. Um, And, you know, you can actually look up your own chart, but I'll be honest it looks a little crazy. Yeah. We, that I even had a question about it, um, on Instagram. Someone was like, how can you even understand your design? Like once I looked at it online, I was so confused besides like, I'm a, I'm a, whatever she was. And then like, she didn't know what anything else meant. So definitely like having someone to walk you through that is so helpful. (laughs) And I will say it's a great place to get started looking up your chart. I actually I heard about human design um, two years ago on a podcast. Of Mm -hmm. course, I think Mm -hmm. that's how everyone hears about it. So I'm excited for the new people today. (laughs) Um, I heard about it. And of course, I had to go look up my type right away. Um, And I would encourage everyone listening to do the same. Um, You just go to www.mybodygraph.com. Um, and you just need your exact birth time, date and place, and Mm -hmm. you can pull up your own chart. But like we were saying, it's going to look absolutely crazy, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's a great place to start. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. What is your type? So I'm a projector. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know you're a generator and we're actually, we're going to get into your chart a little later in the episode, which I can't wait for. Um, and There are five energy types. Mm -hmm. Um, So each chart will contain an energy type. um, And that's really the biggest thing that you need to be looking out for when you are trying to create that flow in your life. Um, And then beyond that, each chart is going to have these symbols in it. You've seen, I'm sure you looked Mm -hmm. at the numbers, these lines, these centers that are filled in or not filled in. Um, And so beyond that, what the chart is telling you is just 
about kind of like the gifts that you came here to share. And then also some areas where you're really open to absorbing the energy of other people and mm -hmm. kind of like the outside conditioning of the world. And so what I really love about human design is just that it's, it's a really great way to just get back to who you are and appreciate who you came to this earth to be before you were bombarded with all this messaging um, in childhood, in our culture, um, at work, and just to like really honor your unique soul. Mm -hmm. What do you think? So I'm just curious for you, what really hit home for you for human design versus like, there's so many different ones out, oh, different like personality type things. Like the Enneagram was really popular or like I'm an ENFJ. I don't even remember mm -hmm. what that means, but I know that I'm back. <laughs> like what kind of pulled you toward human design? I think the phrase that comes to mind for me is it felt very permission giving. Mm. I yes. think we don't really, we have such a hard time giving ourselves permission, right? Mm. To live how we truly want to live, to speak our authentic truth, um, to express our emotions, to be fearful or not fearful, um, mm. to take on the stress of the world. And it felt like to me, human design was a chance to really come home to yourself Mm -hmm. and to give yourself that permission to live how you want to live. And that's why I love being a reader because it, it feels like I'm the one giving the permission to people when I read their charts, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. There's nothing special about me. Um, you're really the person who's giving yourself permission when you let those, those words land in your soul and mm -hmm. take action based on them. Yeah, and I think that there's... I love that because I think for me, a big reason that I felt so pulled toward, toward it was because I felt like nothing about my chart that I understood was negative. It wasn't like the super, like these are bad qualities about you. It was like, Hey, these are probably areas that you might struggle with or things that you could work on at different parts of your life and things like that. Or, but a lot of it, it was focused on like, this is your type. The reason that you may be feeling so out of alignment is because you're actually working against your type. And this is a way that you can actually work for yourself. And I think it, like you said, with permission giving and just like, I don't know, it felt to me, it felt like I can take this and I can run with it versus like, oh no, I'm this type. That means that I'm this, I don't know how to explain it, but it just felt mu it more positive to me, just a little bit more, um, like giving, well, yeah, giving me permission to do <laughs> what I actually want to do. I love that you say that. Um, because that's totally what I take away from it as well. I always tell people there's nothing bad in your chart. There is no chart that is better or worse than any other chart. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of like you would tell a little kid, like we're all just different and yeah. we're all beautiful souls. Um, and that is really what it is at its best. Human design is positive, it's uplifting, um, and it'll make you feel really good about yourself. Now, I will say, if you guys are hearing this episode and you're digging deeper into your chart on your own, there actually are, there's some negativity about mm -hmm. some human design um, things in different places on the internet. And 
I honestly just steer clear of all of that. The positivity, like what you took from it Mm -hmm. is really what I take from it as well. And what I encourage others to take, um, take what resonates with you with these kind of things. You don't have to take everything so literally. And I really encourage people to just hold on to what makes them feel good and special and then be able to actually integrate that information into their lives. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. And I think that like working with someone like you, this is, it's a really helpful way to learn about that type in a positive way and like how you can take those things and help them or help yourself grow into areas that you're really excited about, or maybe just look at things a little bit differently. I think that it's, it's a really cool option and way to do that. So do we, do you want to jump into the types and what they are and what they're like? Absolutely. I'm so excited Mm -hmm. um, to, to provide this information. And I really would, like I said, I really would encourage you to just like press pause on this episode, go, go look up your type right now and come back because once I start going through them, you're going to be like obsessed and (laughs) which type am I? Yep. (laughs) Yes, definitely do that. I'll make sure to say that in the intro too. So people, so people remember, but yeah, for sure. Because otherwise you're going to be like, what, (laughs) what does this mean? So yeah. Yeah. So there are five energy types. Um, and we always kind of, we start with manifestors Mm -hmm. and we start with them because these are the types that have the biggest aura out of all the types. And again, I just have to say nothing is better or worse than anything else. But these are the folks that you can really feel their presence when they walk into the room. You just can't help but notice them. There's something big about them. Um, they're about 8% of the population. So it's, it's a little more rare um, that you would run into a manifester. But it is likely that they're going to be someone that, you, that has the qualities we typically associate with leaders. Mm. Um, And why that is, is that all the leaders of the past, um, many of them were manifestors, Mm. um, which is really interesting. But kind of in the new age that we're in, leadership looks a lot different, right? So of course, anyone can be a leader. Mm -hmm. And being a manifestor isn't about being bossy or trying to seize power. It's about just following your own path. Um, owning that bigness and knowing that you are here to kind of be a trailblazer Mm -hmm. and that if people want to get on board with your movement and your direction forward in life, they're going to get on board. Mm -hmm. Um, They're kind of, they can be pretty spontaneous people um, because they just get these urges and their urges are really, really special um, because they are the leaders and they are here to have these big ideas. Mm -hmm. and then actually pull others into their orbit to kind of help them really execute and bring these things to life for all of us. Mm -hmm. I actually know a manifester. It's funny because she's who turned me on to human design. She was the one that was like, you should try out this course. It's free. I think you would like this. I just found out I'm a manifester and it totally makes sense. (laughs) So, so yeah, they definitely have a big presence in a good way. Just like, I don't know, you just feel drawn to, to listening to what they have to say. Yeah. No, I love that you said that. That's a great example of what a manifester is day to day. It doesn't have to be this really imposing, intense thing. Like it can just be 
that you are helping others um, and through your suggestions, which is exactly what she did for you. And I love that she related to being a manifester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next type is manifesting generators. Um, so you'll relate to this a little bit, but because this we're going to- actually gonna... my husband too. Sorry, I'm oh. just like dropping in who I know are what- <laughs> I love that. Okay, so we're going to keep that in mind throughout the rest of this podcast. <laughs> um, so manifesting generators are a hybrid of manifestors that we just talked about mm -hmm. and generators, which we'll talk about next. Um, and they have this quality where they can almost be like superheroes mm -hmm. um, when they're in the zone. Yep. Um, they have the power to both kind of speak things into existence, like the manifester, and then really like grind it out and get those things done. Mm -hmm. um, so they have the biggest engine out of everyone. Um, and they're really here to follow their heart's desires. Mm -hmm. um, so do you ever feel like your husband's like a little spontaneous or like a little intense when he likes something? Yes. <laughs> so, it's funny that you say that. He, I will say, um, before we even knew about human design, he had kind of been pushing that part down for a while. I think he was like very out of alignment. Um, but in the last few years, he has dug into that quite a bit more. And then when we learned about human design, he definitely resonated. Um, but yeah, I totally, he sometimes is a lot for me <laughs> with, when he gets excited about something he just can't stop talking about it it's all that he wants to do um and it, it can be overwhelming sometimes for sure but in a good way it's also awesome to watch when he's like really in flow and passionate about something he is just like bulldozing through in a good way but just like it's so cool yeah, a bulldozer is a great analogy for manifesting <laughs> generators. They're definitely those kind of people. Um, and when they, you probably feel such intense energy from him because when they're doing what they love, they're actually creating energy for themselves and other people. Mm -hmm. um, and what they really need to do is have the, give themselves the permission to change their minds about they, what they love. So mm -hmm. that's kind of where they're different from generators. A manifesting generator might have almost this, again, it's like a more spontaneous energy. Mm -hmm. um, and they kind of need to say yes to everything that lights them up and then give themselves the permission to change their mind if that's not lighting them up anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so it can almost feel like a little scattered, but for them, like, everything in life is either a new skill or it's a lesson. So it's really important that they try that. That's actually good for me to know as the wife, <laughs> because I do feel like I have definitely been annoyed with that before. Just, I'm like, can you just pick something? <laughs> what are you doing? So that's, that's good to know. And he, yeah. thankfully we are both very, very much individuals and we obviously like we work well together but he did push back and he's like no this is just what feels right to me and so i've had to kind of like learn how to to take that in but that's that's good for me to know because sometimes that definitely can be a pain point for me is like would you just pick something what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> yes that totally makes sense and leads me to your type mm -hmm. a generator um, so a generator has 
also this like really intense need to do what they love. Like they're really here to do what they love and to love what they do and just be creating all these wonderful things that they can't get enough of. Mm-hmm. Um, but their energy is like a little more slow and steady and focused than that of a manifesting generator. Um, and it's very juicy energy. It's very sparkly, juicy energy that people find themselves very, very attracted to. They have very warm auras. Um, and when they're doing things they love, like the manifesting generator, they're also creating energy for other people Mm -hmm. and for themselves too. Um, And so what they need to do is almost use the universe like their personal shopper and let, I hope, I hope that sounds good to you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And kind of let the universe bring opportunities into their aura, bring even material goods that they they can then respond yes or no to, because for them too, it's really about just pursuing the things that light them up um, and really making space for that to come through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, this is like such a huge eye eye opener for me. And we'll talk about this when we talk a little bit more about some of the other sides of these parts, but, and then also my, my chart, but, um, but yeah, it's definitely, I can tell very obviously parts of my life where I've been very out of alignment and how just disheveled I feel, but, but yeah, it's crazy. Like how much this stuff, um, truly resonates with me. It is crazy, right? But it's it just feels good. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. Plus, mm-hmm. it gives me, um, for me, like with the the universe thing, it was a reminder for me when I went through and kind of learned a little bit about human design because I had been living for a few years where I had kind of in my mind, brought myself down to earth. I had stopped letting myself be the like sparkly in the clouds, like doing the things that I loved and like really like using that power and like listening truly to my gut and the, in, in my intuition in the universe. And it was a, an eye opener for me because I was like, Hmm, I don't even know that I remember how to listen to that. So it was mm-hmm. like becoming present with that and thinking about how am I going to do this moving forward? So that was really helpful. Oh, wow. Oh, it breaks my heart that you say that because I think so many of us can relate to being in that place. We, we learn how to ignore ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of what it means to quote unquote, become an adult, yeah. uh, but it really <laughs> yep. doesn't have to be that way. Yep. 100%. So let's move on to projectors. And I said um, at the beginning of this podcast that I'm a projector mm-hmm. um, and projectors are We've gone through three what are called energy types, and then projectors are one of the two non-energy beings. Mm. Um, And when people hear that, at first it kind of freaks them out um, because they're like, wait, am I just here to like be lazy and like lame and not do anything? (laughs) And like, no, it's not that at all. It's that you are so efficient with your energy that it's really best used... um, in smaller spurts and you're kind of meant to be someone who's like a little bit um not so much in the mud with every everyone else and how i really love to describe projectors is a a story that i heard from a friend um 
a couple years ago. Uh, she's a human design reader too, actually. And it's basically, if you're a projector, think of yourself as a bird that was living with a tribe of squirrels. And you were all like gathering nuts every day. And the squirrels were like naturally great at just gathering the nuts. They were making their little piles, like no harm, no foul. And you got really good at gathering the nuts too, even though you're a bird. Yeah. And then one day you realized, wait, I have wings. I think I can fly. <laughs> yeah. And you flew up on a branch and you realized that from up on that branch, you could see things so much more clearly for the entire tribe. And you could actually see that there was a bunch of acorns in a different patch just a little further away that the rest of the tribe hadn't gone to yet. And then from there, you could use that energy to kind of like direct them mm -hmm. to the solution. And you are not down there getting dirty with everyone else and like pushing yourself in a way that doesn't, just doesn't feel comfortable for you, but you're still like greatly, greatly benefiting the tribe. And that's kind of how you get your work done is by seeing things differently and then providing that unique perspective. Mm. So if you have a projector in your life, and I, <laughs> I have to laugh at myself when I say this, but they probably have some pretty good advice for you just because <laughs> they see things differently. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't I don't know if I have any projectors in my life, but maybe anybody that's listening to this podcast, shoot me a DM if you're a projector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they get really good at kind of disguising themselves as more of like a generator, a manifesting generator, because that's kind of what, um, what is acceptable in the yeah. world, right? Yeah. Kind of this like traditional working type thing. Um, but really, they need to be a little more careful um, with their gifts. And it's really important that they recognize that about themselves and that they recognize themselves as special, see themselves as special. Um, because once they see themselves as special, then they can kind of call in that good energy to them and people will just be very attracted to them. Mm, yeah, I love that. All right. Um, so let's get into the last type. And this one, I'll, I'll be surprised if there's anyone listening that's this type, but maybe um, it's called a reflector and they're just 1% of the population. Wow. So super <laughs> rare. Yes. And my best friend is actually a reflector, which is crazy. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I have not, I've not read any other reflector charts. Um, mm -hmm. I've never... I've never met another one, um, but there are a few. Uh, Jordan Younger, if you follow oh. her podcast, The Balanced Pond, yes. yeah, she's a reflector. Okay. Um, so, and she's a really interesting person to keep in mind. Kind of when we go through what they are, they're basically they're also non-energy types, um, but unlike projectors, they have completely open charts. So, if you looked at a reflector's chart, you wouldn't see any um, color. Oh. Any color in any of those centers. So they're very, very susceptible to the energy of others and to taking that on. And it can make them very, very wise. Uh, they kind of have the ability to 
morph into anyone and like kind of see into their soul and um, just get deep, deep wisdom from being able to be so chameleonic. Mm -hmm. But they also need to be really, really protective of their energy because of course, if you can absor absorb that good, positive growth energy, you can also absorb negative energy. Mm -hmm. um, so really, really important for them to be gentle with themselves and to you know, be in a good environment, be eating healthy foods, getting their rest, um, and sharing their wisdom with those who are open to it, much like Jordan does. Yeah, um, that's so mm -hmm. cool. That's I'm like picturing her in an entirely different way, but it like it makes sense. I know. Yeah. If if you've ever listened to her podcast, you're just like, wait, of course she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it's like. It's like a true unicorn. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Very unicorn energy. Very, very special. We need to protect our reflectors at all costs. <laughs> mm -hmm. Isn't there too with, um, with these different types, there's different ways that you should be making decisions kind of based on, uh -huh. type, right? Mm -hmm. There are. So for your decision making, what you want to keep in mind if you're a manifester, um, you can actually just, as we said before, like speaking things into existence is kind of the manifestor's bread and butter. So you can actually really just go out there and get it and like co-create with the universe in that like very more aggressive way, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of how we think we all have to do things like yes. go get it. But remember that they're only 8% of the population. Yes. So we all need to give ourselves that permission to not be pushing to make things happen. Yeah. Um, That's it. That was a huge one for me is like thinking about the way even that I try to manif manifest things into my life was like reading that I was like, interesting. I need to be waiting a little bit, which we'll get into, but like, I need to, I can't just go out there and be like, this is exactly what I want, exactly how I want it. This, and then it doesn't happen. And I'm, you know, totally like just tear like so sad about it but like a form of it did happen but it's because I'm just thinking about it in the wrong way so yeah mm -hmm. anyway yeah <laughs> no that's great I mean I think this is one of the ones where you can take it as um you can take it as limiting that mm -hmm. you can't go out and push and just get things done right or you can take it as just information um, and let yourself relax a little more, let yourself flow, let things come to you. Mm -hmm. um, and so the number one way that like manifesting generators and generators should kind of be um, operating and making decisions and going out and, and doing things in their life is to, um, to respond. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is basically you have something come into your life, let's say it is a job opportunity, and then you really tune into your gut and you listen to your gut instinct. And the gut only speaks in yes or no. Um, it, it can't tell you a whole paragraph about why you should or shouldn't do the thing. Mm. And you can't necessarily justify what it's telling you, but you can get really quiet with yourself and really feel into that gut response. And is it exciting? Does it make you feel expansive? Or is it more contracting and makes you feel small to say yes to that opportunity mm -hmm. um, when you should really say no? Um, and so that's kind of how manifesting generators and generators need to be thinking through things when they go through life. 
Yeah. Like really listening to that gut instinct, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. They're really, yes or no. (laughs) mm, They're really ruled by that sacral chakra, which is all about um, like creativity, desire, life force, just like all the juiciness of life. And, and your body really knows, like your body has so many more answers than you give it credit for. Yeah. Yep. Um, Projectors need to be a little, even a little more so removed from the equation. And what they really need to do is let people come to them um, and recognize them as the authority and then ask them for their advice or their products or their services. Um, And this isn't to say that you could never be the one to like pitch yourself on a podcast or like send the first email. Like this is not meant to handicap people. But just more so to say that make sure you're just really, really confident in you and your abilities and you truly believe in yourself and then put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And notice that opportunities will just be attracted to you when you are in that like magnetic state. Mm. That That's interesting that for some reason it made me think of like, because I found you to ask you to be on my podcast. I was like, you know, I really want to talk to someone that, that is an expert in this space. And then my husband ended up interviewing someone on his podcast that mentioned, and she mentioned you <laughs> in something. And I was like, hmm, I'm, I'm going to find out about this person. Went full generator, you know, figured it out and like, <laughs> sent you a message. And then that's kind of how, how it came up. You didn't, you didn't come to me to be asked to ask to be on. And honestly, most of my podcast guests come to me. So it, it was that's funny. That's just a little story that I thought. Of. That's so interesting. I love that. Yes. And it's, I'll be honest, it's really hard for me to let myself operate more like that. Mm. You know, I have many days where I'm like, oh man, I should be out there like pitching myself yes. on every <laughs> podcast um, because my background is actually in PR. So yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with that. Um, but I know that the opportunity just feels more aligned when I am a little more relaxed with myself and when I trust that opportunity will come to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then reflectors, reflectors have a pretty um, different decision-making process than all of us. They're actually meant to like wait a for a distinct period of time, usually about like a moon cycle um, because everyone else is solar beings and they're lunar beings. Mm. Um, And so for them, they go through actually be like, they experience being all the different types throughout the month at some point. Yeah. Um, So it's really important that they give themselves time to feel through a decision um, before just committing to something. Got it. That's so crazy. That's so interesting. I want to, I want to meet a reflector (laughs) to kind of spin it back a little bit to those listening that do have chronic illness or chronic issues, things like that. I thought it would be interesting when we chatted to dip into a little bit of the, I don't want to say like negative because I don't think it's negative, but where limiting beliefs and being out of alignment, like I kind of chatted about before, can really pop up for these types. And personally, when I learned about being a generator, being out of alignment, there were a lot of things that also tied into my chronic illness 
and all the, in like you were talking about this, the sacral chakra and like all these different things that I had already been experiencing and understanding. And then I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> it's because I'm, I'm moving a little bit out of alignment. Mm-hmm. So do you want to go through that? I think that'll be an interesting part for this, for everybody listening. Yeah. And I love that you asked me about that because there are just so many lenses that human design can be applied through. Like this is not just something that's meant to help you with business. It's not just for your love life. Like it's truly a holistic thing that you can kind of tune into and just ask yourself with any issue that you're going through, like, what would my highest self do in this scenario? Like what would my soul ask me to do for her in this instance? Yeah. Yeah. And and so we'll we'll kind of just go through all the types again and talk through um some of the some of the limiting beliefs that they might have and limiting beliefs like they're not negative, they're just they're just something for you to work through. Like mm-hmm. this is just a lesson for you to learn. There's nothing that you need to get like down in the dumps about it. Um and it can really turn into like a beautiful thing if you work through it and you learn this part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um So for manifestors, they can really get into trouble when they're shrinking themselves and feeling like, like they don't want to be this like big magnetic person because Mm -hmm. maybe it it feels uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or maybe they think others will lose out if they don't like, if they shine that other people won't be able to shine. Um, And so for them, it's really about not dimming that light mm-hmm. um, and shining brightly and knowing that they're not taking up anyone else's space um, that people need to see them shine their light. Because remember, they're supposed to be attracting people to them too, just in a kind of a different way to help them build the movements. Um, one thing, again, it's like, it's really about like dimming down their bigness um, and just holding everything inside so tightly instead of letting it out um, can cause like so much, so much tension within them. Mm -hmm. They can fall into people pleasing tendencies sometimes. Um, That's so interesting that you're saying that because the two things that were coming up in my brain first was like fear, fear that they're going to say something and people are going to knock down their ideas or think that they're too much or something like that. And then also like I could totally see, um, like some childhood wounds coming up for that, right? Like you, you know, you can't be the center of attention. It's not all about you. Like you need to chill out that kind of stuff. Um, I think especially for like my generation, like our generation, that kind of stuff I think is, is something that is, that a lot of people have gone through in their childhood. And I could see this totally disrupting a manifester. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, worrying that people aren't going to like them or that they're going to judge them. And those are just ideas to let go of along with a big one would be not following their own path and trusting Mm -hmm. themselves Mm -hmm. um, because they really do hold that wisdom within them. And they're really not meant to follow the traditional path and they're not meant to rely on advice from others. And so when I thought about this in the terms of like someone who's going through a chronic health issue. It really is about like being your own advocate and making sure that you can stand in your power and that like knowing that you have your best interests at heart and that maybe your path 
to healing is going to look different than someone else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being, being okay with that. I think that's so huge in this space of chronic illness is being able to be like, okay, here's all these other people that are doing it this way. That's not working for me. What can I do? That's a little bit different. And it could be scary, but it's definitely, um, it's definitely good advice for, for a manifester for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this will come up in kind of a different sense in like the generator chart too, but your body really has so much wisdom. Um, and for manifestors, maybe they do need to make some sort of kind of more impulsive decision about, about their healing journey mm-hmm. and knowing that that's okay, mm-hmm. um, that they have the power to kind of make a change at any time. Yeah. That's so empowering. All of you manifestors listening, <laughs> that's very <laughs> empowering. That's what I think with all these limiting beliefs and, and these types of things that we're talking about they can totally be so empowering. They can just be like, okay, this is where I can tell I'm out of alignment because I'm, I'm depending too much on what my mom wants me to do or my best friend or my husband. And now I know that I need to like get myself back into alignment and listen to me first. And, and like you said, with it being holistic, like that not only changes your mindset, that starts like your whole body composition starts to change. So yeah. Right. And I will say like, if you are a different type and some of these are resonating with you, that's great too. Um, We're all meant to experience like the full range of human emotion and kind of dabble in what it means to have aspects of these types. So really, again, like just take what you need from this Mm -hmm. Um, because it's all, it's all helpful stuff. It's all just causing us to be more introspective and (laughs) there can never be too much of that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So for manifesting generators, um, there are also folks who really need to be following their own path, but not in the trailblazer sense, more of the, in the non-linear sense. Mm. Um, so what could that look like for a healing journey to kind of be more non-linear? Um, and just giving yourself that grace and forgiveness um, when you want to change your mind about something. Um, sometimes they'll feel like if they change their mind, that makes them a bad person, that they need to just stick to things and grind it out and like shut up. And that's not what they need to do at all. All. Like they should feel free to change their mind at any time. Like maybe you did, like you started doing keto mm-hmm. and you're just feeling like you felt like it was great for you. And then you hit a point where you're like, I'm not liking this anymore. Feel free to change your mind if you're a manifesting generator and get rid of all the shoulds. Um, they get held back a lot by the, all the shoulds of life. Um, my human design teacher always says, stop shooting all over yourself for these folks, which I really I love. That. <laughs> I'm going to tell my husband that next time he's like freaking out of us. <laughs> Please do. Um, for you. So I, I'm curious now we'll talk about some limiting beliefs for generators too. Um, and I'm curious, like, which of these resonate with you? And also, please jump in if you have any others that you kind of thought of that you'd like to share. Um, but for them, they really get caught up in obligation a lot of the time. <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you're like, I feel seen. <laughs> um, and a lot of that, this is a big one too, that comes from childhood, right? Yes. Um, so like thinking that doing something you're obligated to do, like makes you a good person. Like you got praise for, you didn't want to go to grandma's house, uh, but like you sucked it up and you got in the car and you went to grandma's house and then someone like rewarded you with ice cream for doing that, even though you didn't want to go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for them, that can be a really challenging thing that then they carry into their adult life. Um, just really sticking to the things that don't light them up, mm -hmm. which then doesn't allow space um, for, for the good things to come through that do light them up. Mm -hmm. um, and another thing for them is like feeling like they're just here to work and thinking they don't need rest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just like giggling to myself over here. Yeah, I mean, so many of the, I think too, with like the chronic illness side of things for me, when you're talking about like having to do what I'm told and not really getting a choice, but feeling like I have to, to be a good person. I think that that leads to like not speaking my truth, which is control. I'm holding my throat because it's controlled by the throat chakra, which is also where Hashimoto's, which is my autoimmune disease comes from. So, um, so when I like figured that out, I was like, that is crazy to me because that's definitely something, but then also like you're saying the almost like the overwork and the not ever taking a break, um, especially from things that I don't care about. Like I pushed myself into the ground when I was working in ad agencies and I was working like multiple jobs because I had to make money. I had to do it even though I didn't want to. And, and then I finally, my body just gave out and was like, if you're not going to chill out, then we're going to make you chill out. So mm -hmm. eventually that's when my autoimmune disease really kicked, kicked me out. So, um, so yeah, I totally resonate with those. Yeah. Yeah. And they're really, generators and manifesting generators are really in the body and like their body truly keeps the score mm -hmm. and it, it knows if you're not doing what you want to be doing it knows if you're not treating it right um and it's your job to listen and to those gut instinct sounds and then to honor it and make the right decision based off that mm -hmm. yeah yep <laughs> so i'll speak i'll speak personally here a little bit for this next one um, <laughs> since I am a projector but they are they're the type that's the most susceptible to burnout and exhaustion mm -hmm. and so of course when you were just sharing your story I feel you know I've definitely been on a similar path I understand what it means to have to grind it out um, in your 20s um, and I think these days, a lot of us are caught up in that, mm -hmm. um, in that endless cycle of work, but projectors, why they're so especially susceptible to burnout is because they really do try to keep up with everyone else, um, and even go above and beyond and in, in trying to prove that they have energy, like they can make things happen just like anyone else could, um, and they really have this limiting belief that success only comes to those who work hard. 
Mm. And that for them is a real challenge. And I would say that's a limiting belief that we all have, like success can come to us all with a little more ease. Mm -hmm. Um, But for projectors, especially, that's a hard one for them. Mm. Yeah, I can totally see that. That would, it would just, yeah, I (laughs) I have so many things that I'm thinking about. But yeah, I, I think that not only is this something that this type is susceptible to, but then like the societal norm is to kind of just push through and do as much work as possible because that's what you have to do. So when you're not only like fighting your type and who you are, but then you're also getting all this societal pressure, it just like, it's just a a storm, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they also, they, they have some perfectionistic tendencies um, and they struggle you know, it's so important for them to be seen. They Mm -hmm. struggle letting themselves be seen if they're not absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And to me, this seems like something that really, you know, if you are in the middle of that healing journey, that, that it's a real challenge to let yourself be seen as who you are, as who you are as a whole perfect soul, when you really feel like that part of you is like not perfect and deserving of being seen. Mm, Yes. And so the last one for reflectors is just honoring how sensitive they are. Mm. Um, I think we really, we don't see sensitivity as a strength and it really, really is. Like when we picture a sensitive friend that we have in our lives, like think of how much support they've given you. Think of how they've really been able to listen to you and to like feel what you were feeling. Mm. Um, And then realize that there's such strength in that. Um, and so for them, it's really about owning that sensitivity and then also remembering again, that they're so susceptible to negative energy and that they take in so much. Um, they're definitely the type that's most susceptible to, to getting sick. Um, their body is kind of like a temperature taker for society. Mm -hmm. So if they're, if they're not in a good place, like if they're feeling really dark and like just surrounded by negative energy, their body is the most susceptible to kind of take that on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just like really listening in again to, to who you are and what feels, what feels good for you. Is there, I mean, I don't know that there's like specific steps, but are there things that if people, you know, are listening to this and they're like, yeah, that, that sounds like me, like how, how can I even start to rethink some of these beliefs? I really like, honestly, I like writing everything down. I I tell people like, you want to improve your intuition, just write everything down that you heard that that you felt was your intuition speaking to you. Like you want to improve your decision-making skills, write down, you know, what you were feeling at the time in your gut and then what you actually decided and then the outcome of that. And you'll see the patterns. Like sometimes it's just about being the observers of ourselves before we can really like implement these things and make the changes. Yeah. So yeah, I would say write everything down. I'm actually, I'm someone that's kind of terrible at journaling, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which I think is like off brand for me, but you know, I'll own it. Yeah. Um, but I do have these little lists in my phone um, where I just kind of keep 
track of all the things that feel like if something felt out of alignment or if something felt in alignment and then kind of like what happened based on that. So you don't have to journal, but just like be constantly taking notes on yourself, like study yourself. Yeah. And I don't think too, like human design can be as all encompassing or as minimal as, as you want to incorporate it into your life. So like, you know, just I think the real game changer here is like understanding yourself a little bit more, taking the time, like you said, to really get to know yourself and listen to yourself. These are all, no matter what type you are, these are all great things to not only just feel better if you do have chronic illness or just as a human, um, is by paying attention to yourself and really listening to what's going on and your body will tell you, like, it'll tell you if you'll listen. So it's, it's just really giving you that space for it. It's not like if you're feeling totally out of alignment that, oh my gosh, everything's ruined. What do I do? It's, it's not that. Like just get back to listening to yourself, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always, I, you hit the nail on the head right there. I always tell people human design definitely doesn't have to change your life. Totally fine. But it can if you let it. Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. So is there anything else that we should touch on about all the types before we jump into <laughs> me specifically? And you can all hear all the things I told Graciela not to hold back. <laughs> so if there's anything, I'm 100% open, so I don't care. But, but then you guys can get a taste of like of what it would be like to have a reading and like things like that. Plus get to know your host a little bit more. But is there anything that we missed that we were talking about? No, I am. I was going to say I'm dying to get into your reading. Let's go there. I'm so glad that you let me do this and that you kind of let me get like a little naked with your soul on this podcast. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, and I hope, I hope that you enjoy what you hear. Um, yeah. But I, so my reading style, uh, obviously, you know, if you do a reading with me, we'll go through your energy type and we'll go through a lot more than just the high level we did now. Mm -hmm. um, but then after that, what I really like to get into is I create kind of like three to six themes that mm -hmm. show up in your life for everyone. Because if you remember in the beginning, we talked about how complicated that chart looks and yes, it's not accessible. Um, we don't even talk about that either. All the like, what are they like gates and like all these things. When you look at it, you're like, what do these mean? <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. And it's hard. So what I like to do that really keeps it, um, keeps it concise and in a way that you're able to actually integrate it um, because integration is the true goal of the reading. Um, I create these themes that are like pillars of your soul. Um, and so for you, I saw um, four big themes in your chart. And so we're going to go through those now. And um, I think the first one we'll start with is that you are both an empath and an intuitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I feel that 100%. <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely a sensitive chart. Um mm -hmm. and so I think that's something that's important to keep in mind because as I was going through and talking about all the types, you know, I brought up that some were a little more sensitive than others, mm -hmm. but sensitivity can be in your chart no matter your type. 
Um, and just because you're a manifester or something like that doesn't mean that you're this like hard, intense person. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen very, very sensitive charts from manifestors. And so for you, I really did, even though you're a generator, like you have this very, very empathic and intuitive quality to you. You definitely absorb the emotions of other people and have a tendency to take them on Mm -hmm. because you're totally, totally open to it. That center for you is very open. Mm -hmm. Um, So what this kind of looks like on a day-to-day is maybe someone walks into a room and they're at a two on the anger scale. And what you'll do is you'll feel them at like a seven or an eight. And you'll go like, hey, what the heck is going on with you? And they're like, nothing. Like, don't bother me. Like, I'm fine. I'm not angry. Um, But what you're really doing is like you are feeling that anger that they haven't even recognized yet. And then you're taking it on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you have to be really, really careful um, not to take on all the emotions you encounter all the time as your own. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) I'm like shaking my head so much over here. This is actually something that I struggle with quite often to the point where sometimes um, when, when we were still in a space that we could kind of go out all the time, things like that, that sometimes even going to a restaurant, if I wasn't in a space where I could like shut off a little bit, um, I would be so distracted if I could tell that there was someone that was really upset about something, even if it was that they were upset at like a server and I just could not let it go. Like as much as my husband would be like, would you pay attention? I, I could just feel it. I didn't even have to be listening to what was happening. And I, yeah, so that's like, that's something I'm actually learning how to do is like start my day by like, like trying to put a little bit of like, almost like a protective coat on of like, how do I not take in all of it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I mean, just talking to you, of course I got the sense that you know this about yourself, Mm. Um, but it's just nice to hear it validated sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Because then it's like, okay, I understand where this is coming from. I'm not just like being ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you also above and beyond that, you have a real natural altruistic concern for others. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of almost like a motivating factor for you, a very, very like caring energy. Um, And so I can see how if you have this already empathic quality to you, that then that even gets magnified because you're like, oh no, how can I make it better? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, You have a real ability to foster intimacy and just to make people feel really comfortable with you. Mm. Um, You're a great listener. And I'm not just saying that because you've been listening to me on the podcast for the last hour. (laughs) That's um, just an example of that because I want, like, people can't see me sitting here like, you know, goosebumps everywhere because it totally resonates. But I, um, I, that was actually a compliment I got when I was an event planner was the fact that I could read a room so quickly and I could immediately tell when someone felt uncomfortable and I would then go and make them comfortable. And it, and it wasn't even something that I was like, thinking about. It was just, you know, a lot of event planners are like, okay, we have to get all the events done and then I go away. So I would do the event and then I'd also be like cultivating the room. <laughs> like yeah. everybody feel comfortable to be there. So I totally resonate with that too. 
Yeah. And people sense that in you. They almost sense that you can help them fix their problems. Yeah. And that's not to say that you need to be fixing everyone's problems, but people are definitely drawn to that in you. And they can also sense that you have this gift for like instinctually matching them with things that are good for them. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe that's food or maybe that's a job and ideology. Um, You have a real gift for just like sensing what people need. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course that can then turn into the potential to take on too much Mm -hmm. in your relationships (laughs) with others. And there's some propensity for codependency in your chart and to just feel like you have to be the one that's making everyone happy and making everyone feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously you're here to make yourself feel good first. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really all are. Um, yeah. But that's just important for you to keep in mind. Yeah. I think that that's something that I even work through in therapy, honestly, is just this, this constant need to be taking care of everyone else and then like really struggling because I don't feel like anyone is taking care of me. Um, but in the end that, that needs to be me taking care of me. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's definitely, I hear you on that. Mm, That's so beautiful. Um, I have my hands over my heart right now. Um, you also, you have a desire to feel very deeply. And I think that, you know, that really just went there. Um, for that. And you are good at helping other people process their emotions to feel that depth too. Mm -hmm. Um, And that maybe that manifested earlier in life as like feeling like you were a little more like out of control with your emotions. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But now that you've really gone through that and mastered what it means to feel deeply, you really are that person that people can turn to. and count on. And one thing with your emotions about you, and I know, you know, we've talked about your throat a little bit, is mm-hmm. that you might have trouble expressing how you feel sometimes. Because mm-hmm. um, you're really good at feeling how you feel, but you're not meant to be as vocal about it, just mm-hmm. about every single little detail all the time. Like, you don't need to be sharing. You don't need to be overly sharing. Um, And it's more important for you to just like process the feelings and like learn from them rather than be shouting them from the rooftops, if that makes sense. That does make sense. That, and I think that that I have a tendency sometimes to overshare. Um, Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I wish that I could pull it back. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even fully feel through that one yet. (laughs) Yeah. And there, I mean, that's in your chart. It's a definitely a tendency to overshare um, because you have all this, you know, activity going in your emotional center and it kind of, it's kind of trying to escape through your throat. Um, but really what it needs to be, what needs to happen with that energy is that it just needs to be processed through the body mm-hmm. and taken in as wisdom. Um, so of course I would never tell someone to, <laughs> to stop speaking as much. That's a <laughs> ridiculous thing to say, but just to know that when you are speaking, you really need to be speaking from a place of, truth and confidence and Mm self-assuredness rather than just speaking to speak. I think that's such an American thing Mm -hmm. is to always feel like you have to be saying something. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's so true. hundred percent. 
Yeah. And so let's get into a little bit what it meant for you to also be an intuitive. Um, so you're definitely deeply intuitive. Do you feel intuitive? Yes. So, okay. and by intuitive, do you mean, what do you mean exactly by intuitive? Cause I feel like there are multiple types of, <laughs> right. And that's actually, it's funny that you bring that up because we can actually have intuition through any of the energy centers in our body. Um, where we're more open is usually where we're more intuitive. Um, except for this one center that I'm talking about for you. Um, I'm kind of talking about having a little inkling about the future and then it happens. (laughs) Yes, I have always, this is actually something that I used to like, like kind of be afraid of about myself. But yeah, I mean, I've even, I remember when I was little, multiple times having like very obvious deja vu moments um, and just like feeling like things had already happened or kind of picturing something that happened that ended up happening. And I do, I've always felt that my husband has multiple times been like, how did you know that? <laughs> like he, he picks up on it more than I do, I think. And having a partner that was open to it versus like parents that were like, let's stop. What are you talking about? You know, whereas he's like, that's cool. How did you know that? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think since I met him like four years ago, I've been kind of reopening and paying attention to that more, but yes, I, I 100% feel into that very much. So I love that whole backstory on that. Thank you for sharing because I think intuition is something that was really pushed aside, especially like when we were growing up. Um, and it's kind of seems to be getting a little more trendy, which I'm totally on board with. Yep. Um, but we're all so intuitive and we were really taught to ignore, Um, those senses within ourselves, I think, especially as like a feminine quality. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so wonderful that you're getting back to that part of yourself and that you have someone that supports you on that journey because you do, you definitely have a strong sense of the future that's in your chart. Um, And you learn from the past and then you kind of like take that in as wisdom. Um, And then that's what kind of turns into those intuitive hits that you get from the future. Um, And one thing that this can kind of turn into is future tripping or trying to plan everything. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 100. Yeah. I just keep saying 100%, but it's like actually very much so me. Like I can get a little too stuck in future planning of what I want something to be that I don't pay attention to what I'm actually feeling and going through right now. Yeah. And it's literally that it's just noticing and listening to your intuition instead of analyzing it and then feeling like you have to make a plan based off of it. Mm -hmm. This is just hitting home today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad it's, it's always so much fun to see what resonates with people. And sometimes things don't resonate so much, which is perfectly fine. And then we kind of dig into what conditioning they might have around that. And that can be fun too. But I'm curious to see what you think about the other themes. So let's get into them. The next one I saw is that you really have this love of life. Mm. Um, You appear very light to others. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's almost like this childlike innocence. Mm. Um, And please don't be offended when I say that. It's an interesting thing to say. Um, but 
it's something that will stay with you and you'll just like appear young and vibrant and just like full of life, even in old age. Mm. Um, and it's just a certain quality that certain people have. And what, what's interesting for you is that maybe try to get rid of any conditioning around what it means to appear quote unquote grown up Mm -hmm. Um, and just let this love of life like flow through you. Yes. I feel like that, that is another thing that I've been kind of reworking through in the last few years. I've just like with re with really listening to who I feel like I am. And there's been a lot of years of conditioning via, you know, work, family, old boyfriends, old friends of just like, kind of like we talked about with, um, I think it was manifestors, but like feeling like you're like, I've been told a lot, like you're too much, like come down, come down to earth. Where are we at? What's happening? <laughs> like, and I'm kind of, at the point in the last year or so with like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like I want to, I want to be open to that. So Mm -hmm. I hear that. And I do think too, for me to go back to like the limiting beliefs, I think um, I've been working for a really long time in full-time, like in full-time jobs that, that just don't light me up. And it tends to wear down this side of me very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we really lose touch with what it means to feel joy and how important that is. I, I, it's rare that you hear someone say they're prioritizing joy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for you, it's important. Your soul really wants to feel this like joyful light energy. Like we talked about, you're here to create what you love and love what you create. That's what it means to be a manifester. But then you have, or I'm sorry, a generator. But then you have all of this, um, even more so this like lovely, warm, wonderful, wonderful, like love of life energy in your chart. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing for you is like, love yourself enough to stay true to yourself. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Don't let outside recognition be your motivation. Like you, just your love of life can be a, a really nice motivating factor for you. Um, you are probably someone that like loves your rituals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, maybe you're definitely a morning person or definitely a night person, but you're probably someone who has like a set of routines and like likes to stick to them. Um, and like ritual more than routine even. Mm -hmm. Um, do you feel like that? Yes. It's actually, um, I've like anybody that's listening that follows me on Instagram or even on here, uh, the amount that I talk about the importance of a morning routine, (laughs) (laughs) like I was on my friend's podcast a few weeks ago and she literally announced me as like the morning routine queen. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So, so yeah, I definitely resonate with that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Don't, don't let go of the rituals. Your soul likes them. Mm -hmm. Um, and another thing, and this is really interesting, but one piece of your karma and part of your journey to loving life is the journey towards loving your body. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really in your karma to fight through any doubts you have about your body or doubts about what it can do for you and recognize its power and appreciate what it means to be a human in a physical body and what it really means to love your body, not just feel like you're a soul in a body, but to really like embrace that experience. Mm. 
that like almost made me cry when you brought that up because that that is a consistent hardship for me is just being Mm -hmm. way too hard on myself for weight gain and you know just focusing in on like not having a perfect body or like being sick and it it causes these like bodily ailments and all of these different things and even recently I have gained a lot of weight and it's something that I just you know it pulls me down in every part of of my life so I've known for a while that it's something that I really need to work through so I yeah that that hits home very very deeply (laughs) wow oh that's so sweet thank you for being so open about that I mean and you know it only gets magnified as women (laughs) Yes. Yeah. A hard one. But once you do work through it and really develop that relationship with your body, like this is your soul's mission. Like your Mm -hmm. soul wants to love your body. Mm -hmm. There's also, I will say in this love of life, there is a little bit of fear around what it would mean to be your highest, most powerful self that is just experiencing this like life of total bliss. Mm. Um, and this is, this is more common than you would think. Um, it's the idea that if you allowed yourself to really be your highest, most powerful self, that like something bad would happen or that you couldn't handle the responsibility or that people wouldn't like you or that other people would be losing out because you were your highest, most powerful self. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I really encourage people who have this in their chart to journal on um, and to really, I know I just said I'm not good at journaling, but when I have a good prompt like this, I can be good at journaling. Um, And so, yeah, so I would encourage if, if that hits home with you at all, I would really encourage you to like sit with that um, because you are here to be your most highest, most powerful self. Yeah. I think that's one of those, that's one of those hidden limiting beliefs for me that I, I believe that I am worthy, um, outwardly. I believe that I'm worthy of, of being my highest self, but I, I tend to self-sabotage myself in these areas because I think there is some fear there that I haven't fully, fully worked through yet. I think some of it too, for me, because I do feel emotions so deeply, um, a lot of it for me is more fear that it'll be taken away. Mm. So it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to figure out how amazing it is. And then what if it gets taken away? So I think that's a big fear for me um, in some of those like bigger life aspirations for sure. Wow. Yeah. That's a really powerful one. Mm -hmm. Um, And definitely something that your soul is asking you to work through. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so next theme I saw in your chart was motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a very motivated person and you have a constant source of motivation in your life. And part of it is that like that desire to help others and really be there for people. That's really something that's big that feeds into your motivation, but it kind of goes beyond that too and spills into everything you do. Um, what's important to recognize about motivation in human design is that 
actually only 30% of people have a constant source of motivation. Mm. Um, so you might think that's nothing special. Like, oh yeah, I'm a motivated person. Like whatever, everyone needs to be motivated. But it's actually something that only a third of us have. Mm. Um, and that's not to say, again, nothing is good or bad. That's not to say that the other 70% like aren't motivated. They're just not meant to be motivated all the time. And like there's different lessons and gifts in that for them. But for you, you really do need to like pull from this constant source of motivation and you have a very entrepreneurial spirit in your chart. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're very good at problem solving. And mm-hmm. so there are a lot of like business minded things that I could see in your chart as someone who would just like really be able to, to kind of like make stuff happen. Yeah. That's empowering. I think for me, I know, I know that I want to have my own business. It's more of just deciding what I want to do. Um, but I know, I know that that's where I'm meant to be. I know that that's like a calling for me, a very, very huge one. And I know that I want to help people. That's the whole reason I started this podcast. And, um, and yeah, I think that that's, it's a good thing to remember. And then also what you said too about, remembering that not everybody else is as motivated as me. Cause sometimes, um, not from a place of, um, of thinking that I'm better because I don't, but there are times where, um, I get very, like, even with my husband, I'll just use him as an example of like, why does that take you so much longer? Or like, why, why can't you just do that? I don't understand. So I think, it's kind of remembering that that's just maybe not where he, like maybe not something that he has, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there are a million stats in human design, but this is one that I always try to share because it really helps us like see ourselves differently. And especially with partnerships, like know that we all work in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, What I will say is that yes, you have this constant motivation, but the like, the engine, the drive to get everything done is a little bit less of like a consistent energy for you. So like you might be totally motivated and like willing to throw everything into something, but that doesn't mean that you are like literally superwoman that can get everything done and just like do it yourself. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) being a little, a little kinder to yourself and recognizing that, um, kind of high pressure situations or things with deadlines are really hard on you. Mm. Um, Your soul doesn't really like them. And this is a challenging one because it's one where we get a lot of conditioning. Um, Everyone kind of operates with the idea that, oh, stress is good. Like I need a deadline to help me finish things. Mm. Um, But for you, your soul really is asking for you to kind of just operate, um, with a little less, a little less pressure. Mm. And to also remove some of the pressure on yourself to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a real, real note of that in your chart. And with that, I would just say like, just because you have the ability to make things better, doesn't mean you always have to. Mm. I'm going to let that one sit for a minute. That is, <laughs> that's, yeah, I think that, yeah. This is a this is a constant for me too. Is just like overextending myself, or in a lot of times entirely from myself. Like I'm putting all of this ridiculous pressure on myself 
to do these things. Um, and it ends up just backfiring because then I get wiped out and I can't do anything for a few days. So, so yeah, I hear that. Yeah. And I I bet something else that comes up is that you probably have a really hard time removing yourself from commitments, even if they're not energetically correct for you. Yes. The amount of times that I've had to like reschedule a podcast interview and I just feel like I am just the worst (laughs) is ridiculous. And every time I've had to do it, of course, the other person is like, that's totally fine. And I was, you know, worked up about nothing, but yeah, I feel that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Just like a desire to really stick things out and be perfect in your chart and and giving yourself a little more permission there to, to not finish every single project or to do it differently than you imagined. Yeah. So the last theme I'll share from your chart um, is that you are definitely more of like a big picture thinker. Mm. Um, You are someone who is here to kind of like zoom out and like see everything um, from that high level. Um, And I think it's funny, you brought up manifesting before and how it kind of looks differently for you. And there's actually... um, a different part of your chart for manifestation. Everyone has like a little way that they manifest in their chart. And for you, you're a non-specific manifester. Mm. Um, So what that means is that rather than um, writing a list and like writing exactly how like you want the red shoe that you're trying to call into your life to look and like what brand it should be and like what price for you, for when you manifest, you want things to be a little more fluid and be more about the energy that you're calling in. Mm. Um, so when you talked about like you, you manifested things and they've come through, but maybe they looked a little different than when you originally thought of them. That's very much this energy coming through that like big picture, like high level focus type of thinking. Yeah. So maybe not like, you know, I wouldn't live in a house that has this kind of kitchen and is in this part of this town, like kind of more of just like, I would like to move somewhere where energetically I feel pulled or something like that. Right. Yeah, and you can get more specific than that too. Like definitely, definitely like pick a city that's yeah. <laughs> fine for you, but like maybe, maybe the house doesn't have to have like the exact window placement, <laughs> with like the perfect nook for reading and like, let it be a little more fluid than that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. And, and two, just from the side of like, um, then when you manifest this amazing thing and it's so exciting, sometimes there's a little bit of disappointment because you're like, oh, but it's not exactly like what I wanted when it's actually amazing and perfect. (laughs) But you just, you know, if you're so focused in, for me, at least if I'm so focused in, because I, I can visualize like nobody's business. I'm very creative. So like I can visualize it down to like what the cups and, you know, forks look like, but um, then it can be a little disappointing sometimes if it's not exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, just like letting, letting what happens happen. Yeah. (laughs) Of a little of that control. Yeah. Um, Last couple of things I'll just say about kind of like the way you think Um, you have a very active mind. You probably feel like thoughts just like come (laughs) in and out of your mind and like you can't stop them. Mm -hmm. Um, That's because you have a very open headspace. Okay. Um, 
and that it makes it a little bit hard for your mind to prioritize all the things that come in. Like, so deciding what to eat for dinner can feel just as important as like a business decision that you need. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) When you know, in reality, like, of course, one is more important than the other. Yeah. Um, And you know that, but like your, your mind that's not so conscious kind of can't, prioritize that. So it can create a little bit of anxiety and your mind very much likes to like cycle through things to get to the point. So again, kind of that constant thought pattern Mm -hmm. Um, and just knowing there that trying to think harder won't get you there faster. It'll just create more anxiety. Interesting. I love that. And I'm going to tell myself that. <laughs> that yeah. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes I'm like, okay, if I just sit here and like figure this out. Um, but yeah, it can be overwhelming sometimes because I can think about a scenario in 300 ways. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. And the last thing I'll say about how you think is this, just that you're a very open channel for inspiration and for mm-hmm. receiving ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really are someone that it's wonderful for them to get out in the world and be inspired. Obviously right now it's challenging for us to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't beat yourself up if maybe your inspiration isn't coming through as much lately um, because you're really someone that needs to be like in the thick of it to to really get inspired. That speaks to me so much. It's, it like gave me goosebumps because that's something that I've been struggling a lot with the last couple of months is like, you know, my, my like normal generator part, like the part that wants to do all the things is like, oh my gosh, we have all this extra time. Like we could be doing these things. And my husband is so inspired right now. And it's just like going through things amazingly. And I'm kind of like, I just don't, it's just not there for me. And I don't want to push through doing something if I don't feel super inspired by it. So, mm-hmm. so that's good. That's like, I love that. Um, that's really helpful for me. <laughs> good. I'm so glad. Yeah. We, we all need to just be really gentle with ourselves. I'm sure you feel the same way, like at this time. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Well, thank you so much. That was so helpful for me. (laughs) I love that. And I hope that anybody listening was able to like learn a little bit more about me, but also about how a reading with you would go. If So if someone was interested in having you read their full chart, how would they be able to find you? Or even if they just wanted to connect and learn from you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys, please come ask me all the human design questions. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to jump into reading your chart yet, but there are a million things we can talk about. Um, but if you are interested in getting your chart read, um, Instagram is the best place to find me. Mm-hmm. Um, so just go over there, shoot me a DM, um, or the link to book with me is in my bio, but I'm at, and I'm going to spell this out for you guys, because I know we laughed about it earlier. My name is a little bit of a doozy for everyone, <laughs> um, but I'm at Graciela A. Razor on Instagram. And so that's at G-R-A-C-I-E-L-A-A-R-A-S-O-R. Yes. And I will have that linked too, yeah. so that they can, if, <laughs> if, you know, they, they're near their phone or their computer and they're listening, they can just hop on over and find you. But 
Thank you so much for being on today. Is there anything else you wanna, you wanna end the podcast with? I just really would encourage everyone to like take what you need from this and human design really it gives us permission to be our highest selves and to actually be ourselves, which is such a challenging thing sometimes. Um, embody your gifts. Don't be afraid to be your highest self um, and just go look up your design. Just get into this. It's a lot of fun too. It doesn't have to be serious. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Everybody go check out your design and then go and check out Graciela. And thank you so much again for being on today. I'm going to, I have so many notes. <laughs> <But>. <laughs>